everyone out there in podcast land. You are currently listening to Saints Mic'd Up. We are a student-led podcast hosted by me, K. Val Howard, and produced by Lauren Cole. This first episode is about STM's motto of faith, scholarship, and service use after the effects of Hurricane Ida. We spoke with different faculty members and students about their different approaches to service their communities during these difficult times. We hope you enjoy the first episode. Hi, I'm Sawyer. I'm a 10th grader at SDM, and I've been going here since I was around two. My name is Robbie Stanley. I'm the Makerspace Coordinator in the Gibbs Center for Innovation and Design here at St. Martin's Episcopal School. Hello everyone, my name is Quinn Bouchard, and I'm the president of the Red Cross Club here at St. Martin's Episcopal School. My name is Charles Patrick. I'm involved with a lot of activities here at St. Martin's. Um, my big one is theater and technical theater. I enjoy working with Ms. Deep and Ms. Ross, uh, two amazing people here at this school. Since our first topic of the show is service, Sawyer was one of the first people we contacted to be interviewed. He worked alongside with Second Harvest, if you would like to explain more about it. I have been doing a lot of work with Second Harvest Food Bank. Uh, they really help. They help they've helped a lot, um, just giving out food, giving other supplies to those who need it, and what I did is we went up and helped around Laplace area for, it was originally going to be probably four hours, but it went for like six, wow. and we even went through the rain too, and eventually when it's kind of all winding down, the na- even the National Guard showed up to kind of help just put everything away and get everything situated. So how have you helped the community like post-Ida? Like how has it inspired you? That was a big one. Helping out with Second Harvest, but inspired me. I just noticed that there has been a lot of devastation after Ida. It was a pretty strong storm and a pretty slow one, too. So it lingered for a while. And I know my area, we were relatively lucky over in River Ridge. But, um, because the eyewall, the eyewall came over us, but there was a lot of tree cover, some canals, too, that helped. But there, I've seen a lot of areas that have just been slammed. So I just wanted to help in what way I could. That's really good. Was there anybody who, like, inspired you to help out? Um, not that I can immediately think of. Not really. Any, probably parents and other teachers that I've heard about. I know Mr. Jonathan, who works in the CID and technology. I'd heard he had helped a lot, especially someone in my advisory, Colin. I forgot his last name, but. Colin in the Mr. Burns advisory, he had earned a lot of help from Mr. Jonathan, who was his neighbor, so I know Mr. Jonathan was one of them. In your forum, you mentioned something about going to Laplace. Did you see anybody else helping out there? When we went to Laplace as well, there was a lot of people volunteering, which was just amazing. Probably well over 20 people, probably more, definitely more of it. There were a lot of people, a huge line of cars that were coming in. It was probably extended all the way to the highway. And there were just huge trucks full of supplies. A lot of Walmart was there. I know a lot of Walmart employees. Second Harvest. Uh, a lot of, there was just a lot of people coming out to help. And we just gave out everything that could be given out pretty much. There was canned goods, bottled water, um, even some frozen meats and stuff, like some roast beef, turkey, and chicken. Even diapers, too, because, you know, some people might not have been able to go to any stores and get diapers. We're just giving out those, too. That's really good. 
Um, have you ever worked with uh, Second Harvest before, like Ida? Uh, I have before Ida, yeah. Um, in parts with, I'm also a Boy Scout, and in parts with that, working, we recently did a Scouting for Food, which is another food fundraiser with Second Harvest, through Boy Scouts, where we stood out in front of a Walgreens for half the day, and just encouraged, hey, can we get some donations maybe for your Second Harvest, and we got... We raised over 2,400 pounds of food and oh. over $400. What would you say to anyone in the STM community who wants to help out, like with Addo Relief? Uh, if you, well, if you want to help, first get in contact with someone. I know, um, I think Mr. Deeth might have service ideas maybe, mm -hmm. but Second Harvest is a great contact to get in touch with. And uh, yeah. A lot of teachers, too. I think Mr. Burns has a lot of good service ideas. So he's been talking to our advisory about that, thinking about some service. And, yeah, just second harvest, pretty much. That's all. Would you, like, recommend your grade? Like, for when we do our service mm -hmm. projects, uh, would you recommend them to, like, work with second harvest, like, do some more things with yes, them? Yes, definitely. I know we even did that in um, middle school for one of the middle school service days or ninth grade service days. We went and worked on the conveyors at Second Harvest, which I know was a lot of fun for many people. Just help with that. All right. Thank you. Thanks for having me. So, Mr. Stanley, would you like to tell some of our listeners about some things you've been doing for the community? Uh, sure. So, um, after Hurricane Ida, uh, my wife and I were uh, looking around to see some things that we could do to help out in our community, and we... Uh, Found a few groups down in Crown Point that we've been able to help and uh, draw some attention to in our community, and it's, uh, it's been a lot of fun, and it's been uh, very rewarding, making sure these people are getting uh, cared for and getting loved. So how has faith basically driven you to like help out the community? Sure. So uh, after Hurricane Ida, um, you know, communications, of course, were... Uh, not that great. So we didn't really know what the state of our house was. We had evacuated to uh, stay with some family in uh, North Louisiana. So um, when we finally drove down and we saw what things were looking like, um, thankfully our house was spared the, the worst of the damage. We had a little bit of tree damage, some, a little bit of reef damage, a little bit of fence damage, but nothing really bad. And so we just really uh, prayed about it. We said, Lord, thank you for this blessing. How can we be a blessing to others? And um, we knew that um, staying with some folks up there in the shreveport Bossier area that people might be interested in helping out. And so we started to reach out to some churches and some other groups up there in the Shreveport area and told them we were going to be heading back down. Um, if you would like to be a part of the help, let us know. And so a lot of people did reach out and pray for the efforts there. And uh, then we just prayed that God would uh, show us an opportunity. And he did. We uh, came back to town, and um, my wife uh, was contacted by um, one of the folks that she's been helping, and um, they said uh, they, they have a brand new baby in the family, and they said, is there any chance you'd be able to deliver some diapers to our home instead of us coming to you? Because again, um, it was tough to get around, you know, gasoline and a lot of debris and stuff, and so we said, sure. Well, she was in a mobile home park in Crown Point and when we uh, drove up to that uh, mobile home park with the diapers in the trunk and we saw the just utter and complete devastation 
in their uh, mobile home park, we said, uh, this, is, this is where we need to help out. Is there anything that people can do to still help out with the cause? Absolutely, yeah. There's, uh, there's two mobile home parks down there in the Crown Point area, south of Marrero, that we've been helping out with, and um, there's still uh, a lot of help that they need. Everything from uh, mattresses, furniture, um, refrigerators, uh, appliances that were just, again, devastated. Their homes were, um, they, even though their mobile homes are elevated off of the ground, uh, the water that came down there, because they're beyond the levee system, the water that came into their homes was, I mean, imagine two to three to four feet of mud going through your entire one-story house and, and obliterating everything you own. So that's, that's toys, that's uh, furniture, that's appliances, and, and that's, that's what happened to these folks. And um, it's, it's awful. And um, yeah, so there's, there's a lot of opportunities to help. Um, uh, what I'd recommend at this point would be to reach out to a church uh, that, that uh, my family and I attend that's uh, continuing the efforts to help, and that is uh, Cornerstone Christian Center in Marrero. And I recommend that folks reach out to them. Their website is cccnola.net. That's uh, Cornerstone Christian Center, cccnola.net. Well, thank you for your time. All right, thank you. So how specifically has Red Cross Club helped the community post-Ida? Uh, well, getting back from uh, our evacuation, everyone was uh, kind of in a tough time. I was myself. We were all isolated for like two weeks. So when we got back, we were hearing about all of the different problems going on in the city and we could see the damage that was done to everyone's houses and in our own community so I decided that we maybe I could get a group of friends together and we could go clean up so I went on redcross.org and I started a club and I have a few members now and we would go to um, members of the Norco community. Norco is a city uh, near Destrehan, uh, Louisiana and we would go help out this man uh, clean out his home because it was uh, partially destroyed by the hurricane. And uh, aside from that, we also we have bake sales weekly and we're trying to raise more money for people that are affected, people that were displaced, people that um, still need money for uh, the damage done to their homes. I know you also worked aside NHS too, so how was that experience? Um, that was very nice, actually. Alexis Steckler, who's the, a member of NHS, came to me and asked me if I wanted to introduce Red Cross to NHS, and I did. And I offered for members of NHS to come to Norco and uh, clean up and help out. And many, like, I think we had like 15 or 20 people came. It was really nice. And even a teacher came to help us clean up someone's house. And it was really nice. Um, Alexis was very helpful. Everyone did a great job. We got a lot of work done. We all went to eat after. Uh, we all got to meet some, we all got to meet the guy whose house it was and kind of talked to him a little bit. So was there anybody who like inspired you to basically come up like with the Red Cross Club? Oh, that's a good question. Um, on my, my mom actually told me that I should do something. <laughs> she was like, you need to do something uh, in your community. I mean, and, and you know that 
a lot of your friends weren't super affected by the storm, but there's a lot of people outside of Metairie and Destran. And one of my really close friends actually lives in Destran, so um, that's really what inspired me to start the club. Would this be like a service project you would get your grade to join in on? Yes, it would. I would. I always ask my friends to come every day. I tell everyone they're always welcome to come. You don't need to be a part of NHS or Red Cross to participate in any of the um, activities we do or any of the service projects. Yeah. And would you like to tell our listeners like about any links or anything that they can go to? Yeah, sure. Um, so it's pretty simple. If you go to redcross.org and you go to volunteer connection there's a really long list of really useful um, connections and on top of that if you're not a volunteer they also have a lot of opportunities for people who are uh, normal people who aren't volunteers that can uh, like how they can help out their communities um, which ways they can donate uh, where they can uh, different things like that but yeah, it's not a super huge commitment, really. It's uh, Everybody can do it. So. All right, thank you. You're welcome. How do I help the community post Ida? Well, I am a, I'm a believer in Jesus and God. I, I read the Bible and I go to church every Sunday. So I gather with my church on Saturdays throughout the post Ida period for about a month. And we went to Laplace and we served people by repairing whatever they needed. I got out of the house one day uh, by stripping down seagrock, um, floors, moving furniture, anything you name it. Like basically tearing down a house instead of building it. But yeah, that's basically what I did. A bunch of yard work and it was awesome. It was a really great experience. That's really good. You're doing service through faith. So how would you say faith motivated you to like work with everybody? Well, I've always been involved with my church. I love my youth group. They are great people. Um, I've always had great friends and connections through there. And honestly, through my faith, I, I just believe that, you know, people help me every day, so I, I should give back to them. You mentioned that you had some people, like, that motivated you to also work with the community. Can you, like, mm -hmm. give a shout-out to some of those people? Um, well, my parents, uh, my parents, my dad and my mom, Brian and Dixie, uh, my brother was kind of there with me as well for motivational support. And then as well as my friends and uh, youth leader from church, my youth leader's name is Noah Green. He's a great guy. I enjoy working with him. Um, a few of my friends are Jonathan and Garrett. They, uh, they go there as well. And Samuel. So those are my peeps there. So how can you continue to help out the community? Uh, really by just interacting with people, socializing, seeing what people need, um, and, and figuring that out through just a normal conversation, um, asking them questions and engaging with them. Also, sometimes a lot of people just wait until the moment comes to them. Sometimes you just need to go out and reach out to somebody. You know, are you okay? Are you doing this? How's that going? So yeah, reaching out, that, that's a big thing. That's really, really important. So what would you say, like, how should people get involved with this cause? Um, how should they get involved? Just, well, I, and I know social media is pretty big, but a lot of times you can look up on the internet or find different things on social media um, and, and go through them. 
find them, find different church groups, or even just communities that do it. Um, I know, especially here at school, there's a few clubs that go out and uh, they serve in different ways to help people out. So, yeah, once again, reaching out um, and the way to reach out, really just connecting with certain people who are leaders of those groups. Definitely Red Cross Club here mm-hmm. with Quinn. Would you recommend this activity to like your classmates as like a service project? Almost definitely. I mean, and it's not just for your 50 service hours in high school. It's just for the fun and the experience that I didn't do it for the service hours. I went out and did it because I enjoyed it and I had fun and for the laughs. So I would definitely recommend it just for people in general to do. Thank you so much for doing this interview. Yeah, thank you for having me. If you're looking for ways to support the STM faculty and staff as they recover from the effects of Hurricane Ida, STM has created an Ida Relief Fund. This fund will go towards helping our faculty and staff members who suffered great losses and were displaced by the disaster. To donate to this worthy cause, check the STM website. When you give, please specify in the comments that your donation is for Ida Relief.